This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, good morning and welcome to Raise Your Game. Today, we're going to be taking a slightly different route. We're going to be diving into a book about positive influence and its role in leadership. Helping me with this conversation today is Hu Jin Kong, a co-author of the book, uh, Positive Influence, The First and Last Mile of Leadership. She's also principal of leadership services firm Linhart Group. Uh, Hu Jin, welcome to the show. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. Uh, thanks for having me on the show, Roshan. Now, this is quite an interesting take on leadership that you both, you and your co-author have gone with this, right? The focus on positive influence and not just with leaders, but throughout an organization as well. So um, you've gone, you both have gone so far to calling it the essential soft skill of our time. Why, why do you think so? Great opening question for this. Uh, boldly, Roshan, we think <laughs> we live in an age of disequilibrium. And I will explain very shortly what are the key areas of disequilibrium we see. And we believe the missing factor is really positive influence. And positive influence is really about uh, reconnecting and deepening our human connection with ourselves, but also with each other and within uh, society. So the three major areas of disequilibrium that where we see positive influence serving to correct is, listen, we're so wired, right? We have 5G everywhere in almost all countries, yet we, a lot of us feel very disconnected from each other. Uh, we have uh, you know, gotten so much leadership and management education to do win-win, you know, diversity inclusion, Yet we often see that we really fall short mm. of some of these noble objectives. And also, even when there's a win-win deal between two business parties, a lot of unintended consequences. Just look outside in the sky, in the temperature reading, uh, and we know that there is something off. Technology is advancing relentlessly. Generative AI, you know, the buzzword of uh, 2023 is, uh, you know, bombarding us and left and right, right? Mm -hmm. But yet, how many of us know how we need to change the way we do our jobs and the way we need to interact with others differently? So for us, it all comes down to we need to radically upshift our ability to influence ourselves and influence others for a much bigger set of positive outcomes to navigate out of this age of disequilibrium. So as you've put in the book, influence is not just a domain of leaders. Um, and you mentioned it's often about what can I do to sell something? Can I persuade someone to do something else? Or is it about converting someone to my side or vice versa? Um, give us a better understanding of the fundamentals of influence as explored by you and your co-author in this book. The fundamental of influence, we believe, is mutual and collective. Fundamentals of positive influence. Now, oftentimes people confuse a true leader or true leadership with people in a position of power mm. and authority. Just because somebody gets in that position, many people rise to the occasion and do great things for themselves, for their company, their family, for society, don't get me wrong. But many also fail to rise to that and actually has a lot of negative uh, impact. Mm. Right? But the, 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 the connotation of influence of selling, persuading, and converting comes from a very traditional 
uh, way of thinking that is really about one-way exertion of power. Yeah. Let me persuade you through logic. Or, wow, you know, because I'm in this position of power, I'm going to tell you what to do, and you miraculously is going to think and feel exactly the way I do. <laughs> right? But as we know today, power only goes so far. Uh, we believe that no one, no matter whether you're that frontline employee or that you're that CEO, we need to work a lot harder to define three types of positive outcomes that really is going to matter and benefit from everyone. So that's productivity, satisfaction, and growth. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. And then really do the hard work of trying to align everyone's needs and their intent and their thinking to what it takes to achieve those outcomes. So that's what I mean by mutual and collective. Okay, that's it's a it's a different take, I guess, on what we traditionally understand as influence. And you know, when today when we think about influence, it of oftentimes influenza marketing comes into the picture. So, and with those two words combined, you kind of get this idea. It's about sales. Um, that's it. I mean, that's a pretty meaty conversation to get into. But today on the session, I'd like to actually just focus on the second section of the book here, uh, which focuses on the effectiveness of positive influencing. And there are seven basic principles stated here that uh, both of you say transcend all positive influence situations. I'd like to break them down. Um, let's, and let's start with the first one, which is be deliberate. Um, could you break this down first and how it plays into the overall thesis? My uh, my co-author and senior partner likes to say, you know, a lot of us just wing it, right? Because <laughs> frankly, it's practice. It, I mean, it's a fact of life. We have so many situations every day where we're talking to someone, or somebody's talking to us, or we're doing negotiation, or etc. Right? And do you know most of us kind of how much time or thought do we really put into each uh, interaction before doing it? Being deliberate is saying for this high stakes situation where you really want to have something good happen uh, or something is, or somebody is doing that to you, frankly, that uh, you be, uh, you take the time to really set the positive outcome objectives that you think would serve yourself and the business, the, the organization, whoever is involved, right? And then you think about what are the natural starting points of all the different stakeholders involved? What are they inclined to think, feel, and do? And how, how, how different the same is it where you think uh, it needs to be for those positive outcomes to be realized? Because that forces you to think, how does each person need to evolve their thinking, feeling, and doing to actually, actually embrace the positive outcomes uh, themselves and not because it's mandated or they are forced or sometimes even coerced and manipulated into. Now, so, okay. So the second principle that follows from that, and this, I think the first three are kind of interrelated or kind of uh, work together. The second basic principle is understanding the context. Uh, take us through that, elaborate on it and its influence on positive influence. The context is essential in so many ways, but I'll just highlight maybe two mm. uh, bookends of it. First, it's only when you understand the context can you set the appropriate positive outcomes to aim for. 
So let's say if you're uh, in a company or business context and you really want to get your boss to agree to do something, right? Now, how do you get the boss's attention? So you kind of need to understand, okay, well, in the grand scheme of things, you know, my company is trying to do this and here's where my effort fits into that. And then therefore, if I can help my boss to understand how my the thing that I'm advocating for is going to contribute to the bigger success of the company, maybe he'll listen to me more. So that's uh, what at the one end. Other end is also you got to understand the context of the individual. So let's say you are talking to your boss. Maybe you know your boss well, maybe you don't know your boss well. But uh, knowing how your boss might look at that particular issue that you're bringing forward, uh, whether he's going to be enthusiastic or not enthusiastic, or is there something going on in his life that's going to affect his overall attitude towards having this conversation? Uh, having that under pre-understanding will shed light a lot on how you actually need to influence your boss to be most open and enthusiastic about, uh, about your idea. So in the book, we share a four-part context analysis. We give people some questions to, to, uh, to answer, um, to analyze the context in a very systematic way. But the basic idea is Orient yourself on what is the positive outcome you want to achieve in the bigger situation for all the other individuals and organizations involved. Right. So we start with, with being deliberate. So it's it's very intentional with choosing what you want. Then you've got understanding the context. So you're taking a look at the wider scene here to make sure that you understand the nuances of what's going on. And then third, we now have selling positive influence objectives. Uh, take us through this one. Yes. So maybe I'll talk about why we believe that are three types of positive influence objectives that really matter. Uh, I mentioned that before, productivity, satisfaction, and growth. Mm. Productivity is profits. Let's make the work uh, the workers work harder, be more efficient, right? Faster. We all know about that. That's kind of dominates uh, most of our lives uh, for most of us. But we believe that the business world in particular have overemphasized on productivity. Satisfaction is really about the human being. Is the human being feeling good being respected, being valued in doing the work they do? Um, how do they feel about the change, the difficult change sometimes they have to undergo to meet the productivity requirements? Today, every company and organization seems to be transforming all the time. <laughs> and yet uh, we, I, I think, don't appreciate uh, just how hard change is. Mm -hmm. right? And growth is saying not only the company's growth, which again gets so much attention in the business world, it's also about the individual's growth. Because let's face it, I don't think it's an option not to change and grow either. The, the environment is just too disruptive and uh, changes at its own rate. Uh, but encouraging individuals to embrace that change and really build people's muscles for change and growth is something that we believe should be on every uh, business leader, frankly, every leader, every person's uh, agenda, influence agenda, and not something that is, you know, you send the person to a course on change management and suddenly it'll be better. No, it, it's got to be every day. That's part of what we aim to influence. So the the use of these three elements, productivity, satisfaction and growth, these inform how you set these positive influence objectives? 
Yes. So let's say, you know, one, we have a sort of long running a little fictional scenario in our book, which is not <laughs> self-fictional, sort of a composite of real life situations that uh, that we have seen and observed. And uh, it's 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 the quintessential story of about key strategic initiative, very important and not going very well. So, and everybody seems to be looking at everybody else for what to do, right? And, um, and, and part, part of the story is that uh, the project sponsor, um, who is a high flyer in the company, is actually uh, doesn't seem to be so on top of the situation. Now, you could crap on the person and say, hey, you're supposed to be a high-flying executive. You know, why are you not more switched on? But if you actually really think about focus on the person and start to wonder, hey, why is this person actually not being at his or her best? And how do I get that person back to his or her best and really growing with the, the project? Then, you, the, as the story in the book tells, then we realize that actually um, the person is having a lot of personal challenges at home. And uh, she's really having struggling to to balance work and life, right? And and I think after the pandemic, one of the great things that have happened is that it's a lot more okay to talk about that mm. and to recognize that. So when we um, try to work for the success of not only the project, the productivity, but also the satisfaction of the individuals involved, and look at the change of the individuals as intricately contributing to that of the project. And suddenly we open up really the the points of uh, leverage and influence to move situations forward. Uh, Huijin, we've got to go and do a few messages, but we will be back in just a bit. So don't go anywhere. Folks, I've been speaking with Huijin Kong, co-author of Positive Influence, the first and last month of leadership. And you've been listening to Raise Your Game here on BFM 89.9. Bloggers for Malaysia. BFM. 89.9. Good morning and welcome back to Raise Your Game. I'm Roshan Kandison and this morning I've been speaking with Hui Chin Kong, co-author of Positive Influence, the first and last mile of leadership and the principal of Linhart Group. Reaching, we wrapped up on principle three of seven when it comes to the seven basic principles uh, stated in the book that transcend all positive influence situations. Uh, let's carry on with number four then. Uh, the fourth basic principle that transcends all positive influence situations is draw insights and surface inquiry. Uh, tell us a little bit about what this means and how it factors into leadership and positive influence. The two big eyes, insights <laughs> and inquiry. Uh, so this is really acknowledging that uh, in any reasonably complex situation, there could be a myriad of different factors, different players that are at work. So like you need to do everything to everyone and, and that becomes untenable, right? So it's really, it starts, it's really trying to train the mind and the heart because the mind and heart has to work together to say, okay, who are really the key people I need to move? Uh, towards a positive outcome. And what is it about them, the pressures they are facing, uh, the needs that they have that I need to address that so then can get them to naturally move towards the positive outcome. So if I were to extend the, the story that uh, from the book, uh, the case of the project uh, sponsor, it wasn't really a business issue or a capability issue. It was really that the, the individual was struggling at home. Uh, 
and uh, couldn't quite balance uh, work and home uh, demands, right? And so, therefore, if you see that that's actually what's depressing her leadership, then actually having that conversation with her about how she could uh, rebalance and uh, what support her colleagues could give to her at work that would allow her to better manage that balance can actually then allow her to reassert her natural skills and intuitions to better impact uh, the project um, at hand. Right. So, and that means that people have to have that inquiry with, with her, the project sponsor. You cannot assume that you know what's going on and you cannot assume you, you have the answer. But in opening up that dialogue, oh, that question, true questioning, um, then um, you find out really what the issue is and therefore what the real solution could be. So, you know, if we go back to principle two, which was understanding the context, you're understanding the context with the information you have available to you. Now, when we come to this one, what it is, is sometimes you don't have all the information and all the necessary context. So you have to probe a little bit further to get the necessary information, I guess, to better understand the context. Um, so you draw insights from the people you're working with or the stakeholders and bring out uh, inquiries that are relevant to what you're doing so that you can, in this situation, get your project uh, across the line, for example, because you don't necessarily want... Um, it's. I think we often sometimes... Focus, think that everything's about work, but there's a lot of things at home and beyond work that surfaces up in our work and get, you know, getting someone to understand and all of that may make it a bit more, uh, will help the situation, right? So that you get a bit of relatability and you can move on and then you can also surface those other problems. So mental health is becoming a more acceptable thing to talk about. So that's, I guess, something that surfaces up here. The next one we have here, the fifth basic principle is seizing the moments within which influence might still be productive. Um, give, me a, give us a better sense of what you mean by this and why it's important. So we find that, of course, sometimes uh, people flub their influence attempt because they took the wrong approach, right? So maybe somebody was too aggressive when they should have been softer or vice versa. But uh, we, we find that actually the, the more missed opportunity is actually when the moments are not seized. The conversations that should have happened that didn't happen. So what do I mean? So if we were to go back to our sort of story, oftentimes if a project goes poorly, do the conversations really happen about why it's going poorly? Or there's just a lot of analysis, a lot of PowerPoint, a lot of, uh, you know, presentations about how we're going to fix it, right? And using another example I used recently, uh, I was chatting with a good friend of mine who's, uh, you know, in charge of a very important transformational project. And the person is absolutely top-notch in having the technical solution, the, the thing that they need to build. And, uh, but uh, he has a problem because uh, the two executives on really who support, uh, whose execution of the project uh, is essential, are fighting like, like you know, there's no end mm -hmm. to tomorrow, right? And the person knows that unless that fighting stops, no brilliant technical solution is going to lead to success. So what does the person do? So this is where the, there is a moment where unless someone does something about that dynamic between the two executives, um, the project will likely 
be not successful, if not an outright failure. Or live in limbo right? that's forever. What, that's what I mean by seize mm. the moment. Why is that so hard, though? Because mm. nobody thinks it's their job. Yeah, I, I their guess job is, a level is to of develop the solution, right? Accountability, yeah. right? It is a level of yeah. empowerment. You have to feel like, all right, this is my job mm. to mediate this situation. Yeah, yeah, and who 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 likes to be to be the chicken stuck in the middle, right? And and most of us, rightly so, would be wary or sensitive or you know think, wow, maybe it's not not my job to really get in the middle of these two people. And these two people happen to be the person superior <laughs> as well. That's but, not a recipe for the disaster or anything. <laughs> and that's why we say we think positive influence is so essential and yet so difficult to achieve because oftentimes the issue there is it transcends you know hierarchy and it transcends nice uh, timelines and you know but it's very real and yeah. and there we have the courage and also the care for the project for the company for the two individuals to say hey this is not you at your best both of you really want this but you guys are you know not uh, what you're doing or not doing, not talking, for example, is really standing in the way. I know you can be better. You know, uh, you, hearing you say that, uh, it gives me a bit of anxiety because I'm thinking about a situation, a parallel situation. Like, would, would I step into something like that, you know? Because, you know, immediately it's the, the questions of, uh, yes, I should be proactive, but at the same time, who am I to go and do that? You know, am I overstepping my bounds? Uh um, am I going to get fired for getting involved between two bosses? You know, so how, how do you how do you suggest you know people who don't feel empowered to navigate this kind of situation? First of all, I think that's all of us. <laughs> I mean, the 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 type of self talk mm. that you have just verbalized is everywhere. I guarantee you, it is in the heads and the hearts of every CEO, every senior executive, even founders, owners out there, right? So first to recognize that self-talk, doubts, and also limiting beliefs, for example, who am I, right? Because there's a certain belief that you have about who you are relative to this position, relative to these people, right? That um, that uh, we, we all go around with and we call these the common drags limiting our all of us our positive influence uh, ability right so these things are uh, definitely not to be attempted on the fly that's where the deliberate part is quite important mm -hmm. understanding the context is quite important and in fact you know we should really assume we actually understand very little about the real context really what's going on, both business-wise as well as personally for people, because that puts us in the mind of looking for more intelligence, of which if you don't have a lot of intelligence, you can't have a very good influence strategies. If you don't have very good influence strategies, not going to be very successful, right? Uh, so, but um, fundamentally, we believe all human beings are equal. Mm. And I think that is, a I, I might own up to, I think it's a very radical belief. Uh, but it's only when you have that radical belief and also the faith that a heart can connect to another heart, no matter the persona, no matter the authority, then we begin to actually really let the positive influence power that we are capable of having 
really express uh, itself. But that's also why we wrote a whole book on it, <laughs> is to share with people that actually you could think about this really differently. Mm. You have a lot more power than uh, you might think, but you need to learn to exercise it and you need to build up the muscles. Because I know how heartbreaking it could be if we empower ourselves, try something, and then it ends up really backfiring on us, right? So yeah. I totally get that um, concern uh, as well. Also, you don't want to be skipping steps, right? So uh, I think one of the key things I, I heard from that is you got to go and learn to be, you got to be deliberate first and understand the context before you go to uh, basic principle number five, which is go and seize the moment. You may be misinformed of what needs to be done. So it's important to look at the look at this as a whole, as opposed to you know pick and choose which ones you think you feel you need. Uh, which is, uh, I guess, a good thing, right? Read the instructions first before applying the next step. Um, speaking of next steps, let's talk about number six here. Pace through the influence for good outcomes. Uh, give us a sense of uh, what you and your co-author are trying to get at with this one? So PACE is really about developing a sense of timing. So depending on what the positive outcomes you want to have, and then you know what you think needs to happen to achieve that, there's going to be a natural window within which that can happen the most optimally. And uh, so it's about that. That's the more strategic uh, sense of pacing. For example, you know, if the project uh, results are supposed to be in within two to two months, your your influence attempt can't wait for three months. You know, that that's a simple basic uh, idea. Um, and sometimes the more ambitious outcomes you want to aim for, the more it's likely to require multiple intertwined influence attempts. Right. So you want to start thinking about about that. But pace is also very essential, even in a single influence attempt, i.e. a conversation. If you have five minutes, don't try starting your influence attempt in four minutes and a half. <laughs> but you also don't want to make the mistake of going too fast, right? So this is where the, the ability to sense in the moment uh, what is, where, what's the state of the other person relative to where you like to influence things and explore things, right? Can you go fast or can you, you know, go slow? Sometimes we also, then, you know, Sunny and I do a lot of this, as you can imagine with CEOs, oftentimes you realize, actually, I can't do this today because the person is just not in that mind space. Or we realize, actually, we can maybe do five meetings in one because, you know, the person is in a different, uh, in a different uh, zone. So uh, pacing is something you get right with a lot of practice and would say and very good sensing skills. All right. Uh, as we head towards the end of this conversation, uh, the last uh, basic principle here, the seventh one, engage your being. Uh, tell us a little bit more about this one. This feels a bit more holistic, a bit more, uh, there seems to be a bit of a spiritual element to this one. Absolutely. Most important part. No, Sunyan will, will, will kill me for saying that. <laughs> no, it, it is in the sense that it's all the stuff that we cannot easily see, but it's so real, right? So, so mainly I'll just highlight, it's really about your personal qualities. And there are three that I think are very, very essential. Courage, care, and compassion. So oftentimes, why is it people don't see the moment is because they haven't yet connected to the courage, care, and compassion in themselves relative to whatever matter it is, right? If it's just a job, why would we bother uh, taking the risk of trying to influence 
someone who's more powerful than us mm. to do something uncomfortable. We wouldn't, right? But if we really cared about that person, if we really cared about that project, uh, then we might try, right? So this is, um, uh, you know, we love this part because when we are connected and engaged into our personal qualities, we are so much more powerful, right? Legitimately powerful, because then we can bring to bear so much more positive influence. All right. Um, Richin, thank you so much uh, for your time today. We've covered all the ground here. I mean, obviously, we've only covered seven principles. The book covers a lot more ground and provides a lot more context. Uh, but I think we've done enough for one session today. Uh, so thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Uh, it was a great fun doing this with you, Roshan. Um, folks, I was speaking with Hui Chin Kong. She's the co-author of Positive Influence, The First and Last Mile of Leadership, and also the principal of Linhart Group. I'm Roshan Kanesan. You've been listening to Raise Your Game. Keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.